it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, fired up on a Friday uh, for a rowdy back and forth with my girl, Kat Kamek, superstar representative from the great state of Florida. She is going to be discussing the looming government shutdown, the Biden impeachment hearings, and the whole hullabaloo going on in D.C. right now as the country teeters on the brink of missing the playoffs this year. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. I say it all the time, greatest country in the world, but we are not playing championship ball right now. We're the Michael Jordan of countries, but we're going through that awkward phase where he quits basketball and plays minor league baseball for some odd reason. Uh, 888-788-9910. If you want to help us turn this bus around, we will get some help from Lincoln Fela, who joins us at the end of this thing. Uh, 14-year-old football captain weighs in on tomorrow's Clark Rams matchup against mighty Mineola. Uh, Clark attempting to get their third win on the year, riding high after they beat my high school, Division Avenue, 46 to nothing last Saturday. That was embarrassing. I didn't care. Uh, I had my money where it needed to be. As long as I get paid, I'm not rooting for my kid. I, you know, the rent doesn't pay itself, folks. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. But if you want to be a part of the show, 888-788-9910. You know the rules. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. All we ever ask is that you don't be a... Happy Friday, everybody. If you watched me on Sean Hannity last night, live audience show, great time. Um, We were talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I'm going to get to that later in the day uh, because Sean made some huge headlines with his reaction to them. Uh, Not the reaction you might expect, uh, but a great one nonetheless. We're going to talk about that. Uh, And we're going to get into the Biden impeachment hearings and everything in between. But off the tippy top of the show, uh, some sad news out of Washington. Dianne Feinstein, California senator, has died at the age of 92. And uh, this is a show that very much uh, functions uh, with an eye on humanity, the betterment of this country, uh, the rising tide that lifts all boats. We always fancy this show as a port in the radio storm. You know, there's so much partisan pugilism in our lives, but the reality is these are our lives. Uh, We only get one of them. And anytime somebody loses that life, whether I agree with their policies or not, in Feinstein's case, I don't agree with any of them. Uh, But the truth is she died. Uh, That is a horrifically sad day for her family. And uh, we are sending them our condolences and our sympathies. And we will continue to do the show in the manner that we do it. But the bottom line is when, you know, life calls, collect, okay, you've got to put a human on the phone to answer it. It's not a day to bash her. Does that happen on the other side of the aisle? Yes, all the time. Okay. Do you remember when Trump got COVID in the run up to the 2020 election? And it was like, I hope he dies. I hope his staff got it too. Those Nazis, they're terrible. These are the people that told us when they go low, we go high. What a fraud. <laughs> 
But remember, like when Biden got COVID all five times because he was vaccinated, and you know when you get vaccinated, the sign that it's working is that you keep getting COVID over and over again. Uh, but every time he did, you know, every liberal media outlet was like, they better not say anything about Biden. No, they better not come after him. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are because it's a double standard. But to be clear, on this show, the double standard doesn't exist. What makes this show kind of work is we're not getting on the air with the goal of owning the other side and trashing them at every turn. We're getting on the air trying to find as many like-minded people as we can to help turn the country around. If I turn the country around, I just mean be cool. Just be cool. Prioritize common sense things. Hey, can our kids hold on to their penises till they turn 18? That's reasonable. That was a very reasonable request a few years back. I'm not saying I don't support anyone's right to transition. Just grow into your body. And when you have the full legal authority to make changes, make them if you want to make them. Okay, but don't rush yourself into a permanent solution to what could be a temporary phase. And at the same time, don't hate anybody that feels like they should. Okay, we are oddly enough the most tolerant crowd in the world, even though you'll hear me passionately preaching about other things. But we're just trying to find common sense people that don't let the government destroy our lives because that's a lot of what's going on right now, okay? They just keep funding special interests that aren't ours. Thanks, big government weenuses. Okay, they didn't pass a climate change bill because they didn't have the votes or the support to do it. So what happened? They went out and spent a couple trillion dollars under the guise of inflation reduction. That is financial lunacy. Of course it is, because it made inflation worse, and it did so to fund what? Priorities that none of us care about. Okay, the only way they're getting climate change compliance is by forcing auto manufacturers, subsidizing them to change their agendas, mandating in some states that they don't sell certain vehicles anymore. They can't actually get the buy-in on it, and that's criminal. Okay, the Constitution was not drawn up. So Democrats could control Republicans, control and could control Democrats, or we could fight over who controlled the government. The Constitution was drawn up so the government didn't control us. Bingo. So when I get on the air every day, that's what I'm trying to do. If somebody dies that I disagree with, it's not my day to be a shock jock. Okay, it's my day to show some decency and hope that the like-minded, sensible people out there that might be independents or you know center-left liberals will kind of give me a listen and maybe come towards the light a little bit. The light is not the Republican Party. The light is the United States of America. Freedom! And sadly, it's become the lowest priority, okay? Our party is so much more important than our country right now that you are going to read bad tweets on social media today about Feinstein. Okay, I'm not going to share them, okay, but they're out there. Okay, you won't get them on our network. People are properly mourning her because that's what you do. Why? Because she died today. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. So, of course, our best wishes uh, sent out to Senator Dianne Feinstein. All I'm going to say is if I had to make this personal, uh, selfishly, I do have to take a joke out of my act, (laughs) out of my stand-up act about old politicians in Washington. So if I was going to really go somewhere personal, it wouldn't be about her. Come on, man. This is not a serious show. Okay, what is serious is the problem at the border. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If you want to get into some partisan pugilism, okay, not regarding Dianne Feinstein, but we will talk about the people that are currently serving right now, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. AOC is a dope. Yo, the Democrats don't care about people. They do not care about the human suffering going on at the border, and I can prove this to you. Why? Yesterday... Representative Gonzalez accompanied Elon Musk down to the southern border to witness firsthand the carnage in Eagle Pass. We've got tens of thousands of people crossing the border. 
living under bridges, ultimately getting relocated here as violent criminals and members of the terror watch list make it into our country. Okay, veterans are homeless. Okay, it's a real dereliction of duty when it comes to the priorities of this nation. But AOC, who famously went down to the southern border under Trump and cried, fakely, of course, about kids in cages. Okay, the cages ultimately exposed accidentally by the New York Times to have been put in under the Barack Obama administration. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But yes, they built those detention centers under Obama. So they could, in fact, separate families who came across the southern border. Why did they do that? It was a continuation of a George Bush policy. It was happening because people who smuggle drugs and other human beings into the country take children across the border because it increases the chances that their asylum case will be granted. So the reason family separation began was to make sure the children were traveling with an adult that they legitimately were safe to be traveling with. That's how this started under Bush. The Democrats decried it as Trump's breaking up families, never to be seen again. That's what they said. Okay, but what he was ultimately doing was furthering policies that were already in existence to discourage human trafficking. But the Democrats decried it as kids being put in cages. If you remember, the New York Times posted this big splashy cover photo. And then the Associated Press had to correct them and go, actually, uh, those cages were from uh, 2014, and uh, that's a picture from the Obama administration. (laughs) It was amazing. It's the greatest thing in the world, okay? Because the truth is no one is owning. No one is owning the issue of honesty when it comes to our southern border. Both political parties supported border security, okay? They voted for a border wall under George W. Bush. They voted voted for border wall and fencing under Barack Obama. It wasn't until Trump came down an escalator yelling, build a wall, that they were like, that's racist! Why is he securing the border? Who's he trying to keep out? I'll tell you who he's trying to keep out. Okay, and it became a political point. It became an adapted position by the Democratic Party that they now opposed border security, something they had funded in the past. And because of that, we got the political posturing of AOC going down there and crying. These poor kids are separated in cages. This monster separating them from their families. Do you know that under Joe Biden right now, okay, they have a half a million kids that we don't know where they've been relocated to in this country? Biden is such a disaster. Okay, not only that, but given the $2 billion human trafficking ring that now exists at our southern border, It means the sad reality is a great deal of those lost children are being sex trafficked. Not a pleasant subject, but reality. But what did AOC do yesterday? Just years removed from going down there and pretend crying about kids in cages when the number wasn't 150th as high as it is right now. Yesterday, she bashed Gonzalez on Twitter for going down to the border at all. We got stuff to do in Washington, D.C., What are you doing down at the border? It's a stunt. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. And I do like Judge Jeanine. I just I feel like people would like her more if she didn't hold back so much. But, you know, here's the reality. When it comes to the border, they don't care about people. Here's Ayanna Presley, another dopey squad member who wanted to defund the police because, you know, that'll save people's lives. My goodness. Here she is telling CNN the border is secure. Okay, literally 10,000 people are getting in a day. We've broken every illegal border crossing record 
that we've ever set, okay, week after week, month after month, year after year since Joe Biden got into office. Biden sucks. Okay, and despite the fact that liberal cities like San Diego are now declaring an emergency, New York City declaring an emergency, sanctuary cities, we'll take as many as you got. Now they're getting them, and they're like, we don't want them, can't take them, national emergency. But in the face of liberal cities, liberal mayors, liberal governors saying we can't do this anymore, here is Ayanna Presley with a straight face saying the border secure. Clip 28. Our border is secure and we're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis and we have to fix a broken system. Wait, and we also se- you think it is secure? You think the border is secure or it is not secure? I believe that we are in the midst of a humanitarian crisis and there needs to be federal investment to support those migrant families. Do you think that the border is secure? I just is that what you said? Yes, the border is secure. But if you have millions of undocumented migrants coming into the country, how is the border secure? Jake, this is not a new crisis. Um, It does require uh, more political will. I mean, straight clownery. Okay, but if you have millions of undocumented migrants coming into the country, how is the border secure? Jake, this is not a new crisis. It does require more political will. Don't change the subject. Just answer the f-ing question. She didn't answer the question. Okay, the question was, if you have millions of undocumented migrants coming into the country, how is the border secure? She says it's not a new crisis. It does require more political will. Did she just answer whether it... <laughs> no. Which means everything she said previously was a lie. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Do you understand? Our border's secure. We're in the midst of a humanitarian crisis. Why would there be a humanitarian crisis if the border was secure? Oh, because it's not secure. They're getting in and we have nowhere to put them. Okay, these are shameless people that are using other people, pimping them out, their well-being, their livelihoods, the fentanyl overdose deaths, the human trafficking. Okay, we have 500,000 missing kids in this country under Joe Biden, a percentage of them being sex trafficked. That's what happens. That's why they're being smuggled in by cartels. Democrats, not a word for that. Border secure. Look at Fox News getting people pissed off. It's all they do over there. I know. How dare us care about the kids getting sex trafficked? The kids taking one drug in college to write a term paper and dropping dead on the site. Real monsters we are in the Republican Party. So if you understand why it's Friday... Dianne Feinstein, someone I oppose vehemently on every political issue, is dead, but I'm not on the air trashing her, is because I kind of still care about people, okay? And I have to because nobody in Washington does, especially the dirtbags and race pimps like Ayanna Presley and AOC, who's now bashing the very concern for the border that she fake cried over when the numbers were 150th the size they are now. Shame on you.
The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. If you want a piece of this thing, Kat Kamek is coming up. Lincoln Fallon is coming up, but right now it is some straight you and me time. Situation at the border, man, is so psychotic. We're now dealing with a world where not only are the sanctuary cities flat out saying, like, we can't take them. This is a federal situation. Uh, the feds will step in. We're declaring an emergency. Okay. But you understand, like, right here where I'm at in New York City, last night, uh, I was doing Hannity, and my buddy Dave Landau was in town. He's now heading out to the Carson Nugget this weekend, by the way. He will be out there Saturday night uh, at the Nugget doing the damn thing, doing stand-up. So if you're in town, if you're listening on KSUE, if you're listening on KKFT, go see Dave Landau. It's great. It's a phenomenal comic, as good as anybody you're ever going to watch. He is so great, uh, and you will love it. So definitely go give it a go. But I was walking him around New York City last night just showing him the Migrant Center over at the Roosevelt Hotel, the Roosevelt Hotel a nice enough hotel that I've never stayed there. I couldn't afford to stay there. It was a nice hotel. Okay, but they've taken this hotel because they're getting a big government subsidy, and it's closed to the public, and now they're just giving the rooms to migrants for free. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America Last. But what you have to understand is when something's given to a migrant for free, it's not free. Correct the mundo. Okay, it's getting paid for by you and your tax dollars. And not only is it happening at the expense of other programs like benefits for veterans, but the people who came to this country legally, the Democrats keep screaming about, well, it's a broken immigration system. We need to change the laws. Okay, great. But the people following the laws that are currently in place are getting told to stand in the back of the line while you let 10 million people cut them. So is anybody going to respect our laws, whatever the hell they happen to be? The answer would be no. Uh-uh. The way you stop this is you close the frickin' border, you jackasses. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan, but you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And if you're watching Fallavision... You know, I need them ratings, girlfriend. I am hosting Fox News Saturday night. This Saturday night, 10 p.m. show. I will be in the host chair. You know, we have like a rotation. It's myself and four lesser talented people. But, uh, we, you know, it's great. We always have a good time doing it. And uh, I'll be in the host chair Saturday night. I'll be back on Gutfeld Monday. Uh, and uh, tonight, I'm scheduled to be on with Jesse Waters. We'll see how that shakes out. Last night's Hannity hit on the Fox Across America website. I will post it on the Fox Across America Facebook page as well. And we will talk about Hannity and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey a little bit later in the show. But right now, really quick, uh, the dumbest thing I've heard in politics this week in response to the first, uh, the second GOP primary debate 
is that because no one's broken out of the pack and closed the gap on Trump, big donors are going to throw $2 billion at Glenn Youngkin so he can jump into the race. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It's a fool's errand. Okay. Understand. And it's not against Glenn Youngkin. He's been on the show. He's fantastic. Okay. Glenn Youngkin getting into the race right now means we don't have eight people on the debate stage. We have nine. It becomes even harder for somebody to break out. The conventional thought behind him getting in is like, well, oh, they'll give him so much money, all the other people will just, you know, they'll just have to drop out. Wrong. No, they won't. They'll keep running if only because they need the relevance, knowing they're not going to ultimately get the nomination. We got to sell books. We got to land TV contributorships, stuff of that matter. People run for president for a lot of reasons that don't involve actually being president. Like, did you look around that primary stage the other night with eight people on stage and feel like they had all had a shot of winning this thing? The answer would be no. No, stop it. Okay, plenty of people, uh, you know. Plenty of people show up to a Beyonce concert, uh, but, you know, it's not because they have a shot of going home with her. But, you know, that might be the fantasy, but there's the reality. But when it comes to Glenn Youngkin, basically what they're saying is everybody's upset with these candidates because they haven't closed the gap against Trump. But nobody's going to close the gap until people start dropping out. Number one. Number two, they still might not close the gap. Okay, there's very few people having seen two debates, and I'm telling you this straight up, that could get in the ring with Trump and hang. DeSantis could absolutely do it. Wrong. I'm not saying he could win. I'm saying he could hang because he's really good at articulating his viewpoints. Nikki Haley, 100% could do it. Wrong. No, but she could. Tim Scott, I think his – it's really funny. I think the way Tim Scott could do it is because it's hard to pick on Tim Scott. He's a good guy. He's a sweet guy. I don't know what the criticisms of him could possibly be. You know, because he does have a pretty impeccable record. He's the best thing about this country in terms of the progress we've made on race. So Tim Scott would be there. I don't know that he has Trump's chops because Trump is a vicious debater. You know, but the idea that Glenn Youngkin's going to jump in and do any better than, say, a DeSantis, what, what world, what world, look, what do we have to hang our hats on when it comes to that? Okay, what you should be focusing on right now in this tight restrictor plate racing that we're watching. You know when NASCAR switched to restrictor plates after Bill Elliott flew a Budweiser car in the air at Talladega 232 miles an hour, did a couple of barrel rolls and helicopter spins, one of the wildest NASCAR crashes you'll ever watch. Okay, and after that, they went to restrictor plate racing, controlled the floor of air and the intakes and the cars, and they raced a little bit closer together, and they didn't go to such high rates of speed, so the crashes wouldn't be as disastrous. Okay, with 10 people on the debate stage or 12 people running one week, it always changes. Okay, you're watching restrictor plate racing. Everybody's very close together. Nobody has the ability to pull out, get outside of the draft, gun it, and get up to 232 miles an hour. You're going to need a smaller field. These people aren't doing it because they lack skill. They're doing it because there's just not room. Okay, people have distinguished themselves. Okay, DeSantis, you know, had better moments the other night. Nikki Haley's two two for two. She's had strong moments. You know, she's got so much traction with female voters right now. So much traction. Okay, and she has a good story, and she'd be really hard to beat in the general election. So people are making moves. But the reason, just so you understand, that they're not closing the gap on Trump is because Trump's not there to close the gap against. Oh! 
Okay, there are guys taking shots at Trump, but he's not there to take them. It's just you're just, you know, howling into the night sky like you're Hillary Clinton on election night 2016. Okay, you understand? So let's say Yunkin gets up and he's like, I stood up to the school boy. Great, he did. You know who else did? DeSantis. What is different about what Yunkin's going to say? Nothing. Unless you're going toe-to-toe with Trump, you're just crowding the field even more. But that's the report. Okay. John Roberts, America Reports. I'll be on that show, I believe, next week. Uh, told you I am. Uh, he, he pressed Yunkin. Are you going to jump in? We've got reports. They're going to throw $2 billion behind you. Yunkin's quote, I've told you I'm totally focused on Virginia elections. That's where we're going to get. That's what we're going to get done. What happened recently was Joe Biden came into Virginia two weeks ago. He said one of his top priorities were the legislative elections in Virginia. He put a million and a half dollars against our candidates. We've got a battle against this, and I'm hoping that our retreat in October will provide good resources for us to combat the flood of resources coming into Virginia. Try and hold the state, which the liberal knows they're losing. Sandra Smith then said this is sounding more and more like a presidential campaign pitch. If I put the question to you in a different way, Governor, do, a, do you feel a responsibility for your party and for your country to jump in the race? Yunkin then quickly added, let me begin with how humbling this is. Forty years ago, I'm washing dishes, taking out trash in the Belvedere Hotel. Today, people are throwing my name around in a national context. I'm new at this. I have one campaign under my belt. been governor for 21 months. I think we've really moved things forward in Virginia. It's encouraging that people are watching and they like what we're doing. I'm focused, uh, is what he said. So he's focused. It's not necessarily holding back. They said, are you holding back right now? And he said, no, I'm not holding back. I'm focused. And, you know, to some extent, he probably hasn't made up his mind. Okay. But if he is going to make up his mind to get into the race, it's not going to have any impact anytime soon. Okay. The Republican Party is not failing to catch Donald Trump because there's not talent on that stage. There's a lot of talent on that stage. Okay. I I told you this. I could elect Nikki Haley right now, and I would go to bed and forget who the president was, and the country would be run like it was normal for a while. Same with DeSantis. I'd absolutely do it and go to bed. Probably to some extent, Tim Scott, and with all due respect, I know people don't like Mike Pence, and Mike Pence would bore you to death, and his comedy's terrible. Okay, but Mike Pence is a measured America first guy who couldn't win the election, but he'd do a good job for the country. Could he win the election? No, he could not. Okay, but he could do good for the country. Okay, but we're not living in that scenario. The reason the Republicans can't close the gap is not for a lack of talent. It's because, one, they're on stage fighting with a guy that's not there, and, two, the guy who is there has a very unique hold on support, the type we haven't seen in a generation in politics. And it's compounded by the fact that the establishment in Washington has done him dirty at every turn, so they've kind of created this revenge fantasy for voters that they're not going to give up on anytime soon because it's starting to look more plausible by the second. Okay, Biden's out there on stage getting LL Cool J's name wrong and calling him boy? I mean... That was embarrassing. Terrible for the country. Okay, if boy is still in your vocabulary, that means other racial terms are still in your vocabulary. This could be a problem. I mean, are we going to sit around for four years and wait for one of those to fall out of his mouth? You don't know. You don't know. You can't tell me you do. You don't know what's going to come out of that man's mouth, and neither does he, and neither do the people handling him. So he is beatable, but that's also why he's not going to be on the ticket. 
So the Republicans are, you know, how are we going to close the gap on Trump? The goal is how do we beat the Democrats? That's supposed to be the goal. If that's what you do, if that's your goal, you just need your party to win, then you focus on how you beat the Democrats. Okay, you run against these policies. That's what you do. Whether you do it with Trump, DeSantis, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, whatever the case may be. If your goal was to just win the general election, you should probably start listening to the people you need to win the general election. Independents, female voters, and black voters, okay, or who decide elections. Here's Charlemagne the God. Very interesting take. Okay, Charlemagne, of course, earlier in the week, called Joe Biden his donkey of the day, okay, because he— Referred to Joe Biden, excuse me, referred to LL Cool J as boy, uh, LLJ Cool, not the best take on things. Okay, he gave him that whole donkey of the day thing. We talked about it on the show. We played it for McBee. Here it is, just so you know where we're coming from here. Okay, clip 44. Donkey of the day for Monday, September 25th, goes to the 46th president <laughs> of the United States of America, Joe Biden. A lot of people are upset that Joe Biden referred to LL Cool J as a boy. Uh, as you can hear, he corrected himself on the spot. You know why Joe Biden corrected himself? Because he's 137 years old. He fully understands the word boy in the racial context around a white man referring to a black man as boy. See, boy is absolutely a white racist word when used in a certain context. And listen, he's not wrong, okay? Boy is a racist term. Joe Biden knows that. That's why he corrected himself. This is Charlemagne, most influential black radio host in the country. So influential, Hillary went on his show and pandered about carrying hot sauce in her purse, thinking it would make her appealing to black voters. Hot sauce. Really? Yes. So important that Joe Biden decided he was in charge of who was and wasn't black on this show. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Well, that same Charlemagne had some advice for the Republican Party on his show this morning. Check it out, clip four. GOP should clear the field, get rid of everybody, including Trump, and let Nikki Haley be the GOP candidate. Did you hear that? GOP should clear the field, get rid of everybody, including Trump. Let Nikki Haley be the candidate. This guy will say anything. Okay, I'm not saying you got to get rid of Trump. Don't freak out. But I am saying Charlemagne is a smart guy who knows the electorate, who knows what people on his side of the aisle vote for, realize how much upward mobility Nikki Haley has. Okay, personally, I'm a comedian who cares dearly about this country because I don't have the kind of intellect and business acumen that ensures the prosperity of my family for generations to come. I'm going to be working my ass off till the day I die to get by, okay? I have cool jobs at the moment, and I enjoy them. I'm very grateful for them, okay? But I'm not the kind of guy that can destroy the country for a living because if the country gets destroyed, I'm going down with it, okay? So understand that for me, When it comes to winning this next election, I just need the best candidate to do the best job for the country. If I was going to get selfish, okay, selfish. The reason I like Tim Scott is he would force the country in a direction on race we were going in for a long time until we elected Barack Obama. Don't be thick, all right? Nope. This country made so much progress on race, okay, so much progress, a country that 50 years ago— still had 50 years ago discriminatory laws on the books. Okay, this country had made so much progress on race till the Great Society came along and started sending things backwards because they were incentivizing the destruction of the nuclear family, paying you know women more money to have the father out of the home and vice versa. Not the best policy. You know, single-parent households have it a little harder. It's just a matter of economics. 
Uh, and that's not racial. You could do that across any racial class. You're going to see the same disparity in upbringing. Okay, it doesn't mean there aren't single parents out there who bust their asses and create a great life and a great kid. It happens all the time. Okay, but we made so much progress on race until we made so much to elect a black president. And the reason was the Democrats went from, oh, wow, you know, anything really is possible in this country to, well, you know, the reason people disagree with some of his policies is because he's black. And you're like, wait, what? Okay, Barack Obama was elected with overwhelming majorities of white voters, overwhelming majorities going away in two elections. But they weaponized race. They weaponized race so they could force people, pistol whip them, publicly shame them into voting their way. The left weaponizes race whenever they're losing an argument. Totally. Okay, and that became the business model, and it has set our country back on race. No matter what happens in the country, ah, it's because it's racist, because you didn't vote for us, racist. Republicans are vote for us. So Tim Scott running would take that argument away from them and force this country to have a reckoning on race and acknowledge that we're in a, a million times better shape than they want you to believe we are. I'm not saying there aren't racist people out there in every race. But there is nowhere in polite society you can be openly racist anymore and keep a job and be accepted and be tolerant. The only person in the year 2023 that can still get away with calling a black man boy in public is the president of the United States. Isn't that a little weird, you guys? But that's the reality of where we are on race. So I love the idea of Tim Scott running and winning because it would force the country in a good direction, a direction it needs to go in. But Nikki Haley winning is also the funniest thing in the world because all of these identity politics pimps talk about women being marginalized. It's the handmaid's tale. Got to break the glass ceiling. If the first republic, if the first female president is a Republican, oh, the Democrat. Like literally like not celebrating, like jumping off bridges. You're not going to get a symbolic glass ceiling shattered at the Javits like they tried to do for Hillary Clinton. You're not going to get montages of five-year-old girls being told they can be anything you want to be. You're going to get told, we're all under attack. She's a woman in name. How do you even say she's a woman? She doesn't have a penis. What do you mean a woman? And then it'll become, we need the first trans woman president. That's what we That's how we'll know we made progress. Because the Democrats just want to hold things against us. They don't want true progress. They just want power. They get power by masquerading as if they're here on behalf of progress. But for some reason, all their progressive agendas are taking us backwards in every way. We made so much progress as a country, we elected a black president. Believe me, if we're oppressing black people, we ain't putting them in charge at the same time. You think China's doing that to any of the slave labor they deploy in the Hubei province? No. Okay, but that's the scam of right now. So a Tim Scott win, great. A Nikki Haley win, hilarious. Just hilarious. Because everything in the world they said this this country needed to accomplish will have happened, and they won't celebrate it anyway. Democrats are so full of crap. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the dang thing in the radio. 
and we will be doing it in the comedy club, going back out on tour. Uh, major date announcement coming up soon in support with my stand-up special, uh, the Everybody Calm Down Tour. Wow. You want to see me this fall. Friday night, October the 13th, a handful of seats left to see me at the Paramount in Huntington. That's where I'm taping my one-hour stand-up special. It's going to be absolutely bananas. Uh, And then you will see me in Helena, Montana, Friday night, October the 27th. Idaho Falls, Saturday night, October the 28th. Uh, I am down at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, Saturday night, December the 16th. Uh, November the 11th at the Stanley Theater in Utica. Sorry, I'm going out of order. There's a lot going on. I'm just trying to get this information out there. But if you're listening on IBX, yes, I will be in Utica with Kennedy, the Stanley Theater, Saturday night, November the 11th. Uh, And we are going to be adding a date. Get this. Brace yourself. Uh, Before the end of the year, if you're listening on KSUE, you're listening out on KKFT out in Reno, uh, we're going to be adding a date at the Carson Nugget, my triumphant return to the Nugget. Date will be announced tomorrow on stage as an exclusive to the people who are going to see Diamond Dave Landau show. How about that? The Fela Comedy Mafia. Now making people friends of ours. You're now a made guy in the mafia. If you show up to see Landau, he gives you the dirt about me. And I will, of course, announce it on the radio, too. I just don't have the official date finalized. Uh, But it's coming. And if you stick around in the next hour, you'll hear from Kat Kamek. Maybe a little Lincoln Fela as well. Right here on the Big Bad, one and only high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Well, 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 well. Back in action for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. A man who would never be a little late getting back to the studio. You are so full of sh. Not even real. Uh, I, what I was doing is I was sitting outside the studio preparing uh, for the guest that's coming on right here at the top of the hour. Someone of such magnitude, I had to get my bearings, get my wits about me just to be in the presence of her awesomeness. You are so full of sh. Okay, well, I was excited to have her on is the point, and I'm still excited to have her on. You are so full of sh- I'm not! And Kat Kamek is here to start the hour. Hey, Kat Kamek. <laughs> Jimmy, I just had to dine and dash to get on this damn call, so you better make it good, man. Oh, this better be a good interview today, then. All right, Kamek. Well, then I'm, glad I, <laughs> then I'm glad I realized we were coming back from break. I was just leaning on the wall, right? I'm not even kidding. So I was on Hannity last night. At the end yeah. of the show, he has a live audience. When the show is over and it's off the air, he makes me do stand-up for his live audience and, like, show him a piece of my act. He's, like, supportive like that, right? So I bang out all this stand-up, unbeknownst to me. Uh, there was a pretty uh, high-ranking official in the audience last night that watched some of my stand-up act and had some comments. Uh, no, they were very complimentary. That's the good news. But I was just having that conversation, leaning on the wall. And they're like, by the way, aren't you back on the radio? And I was like, oh, yeah! But... <laughs> You want to know why I won't? No, no. I, yeah. thought the, I thought the delay was because you were putting your floaties on. I hear you guys are flooding like crazy <laughs> up there in New York. <laughs> yeah, you know what we're already flooded with the most, though? And this, this is the most infuriating thing about politics. It really is. I, I don't know how you do it, okay? Is like mm. the rain is coming down as we speak, and there are people on the city council and congressmen and assemblymen tweeting about climate change right now. 
I'm like, you have no idea. It's raining and it's not good, but we have no idea this is climate change number one. But number two, let's assume it is. What button do we have at our disposal that would shut this off right now, Kat Kamek? Do you have one in D.C. that we don't know about? Actually, yes. Uh, Biden, he controls it in the White House. It's a blue button. (laughs) That is actually the button that controls the weather. Um, Well, I thought that was the button. It's interesting. Maybe if they didn't spend in New York $12 billion on housing illegals and trying to make accommodations and focus on infrastructure, maybe the flooding wouldn't be so bad. I mean, maybe maybe they would understand that that's why y'all can't have nice things. Wow, Kat Kamek, shots fired, political shots. But they're aptly shot because the funny thing about what's going on with the migrant crisis in New York and everybody here is apoplectic. They're like, oh, we can't have them. We don't have the room. This is crazy. But everybody here was also on board with being a sanctuary city because they, at the time, didn't have to be it one. Feels it good. Yeah, it was it exactly. It was, and it was posturing. You see, when the other president, Trump, was cutting down on border crossings, you didn't have to deal with overflow. So it was easy to say, we'll take them because they weren't coming, you know? Now they're coming because the, the damn border policy, and they're all upset. Everybody's full of it. Everybody's full of it, Kat Kamek. I think that's the moral of the story. Oh, my gosh. Are they ever? You know, it's absolutely wild to me that people who have asked for these things, it's like the Martha Vineyard thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like in Martha's Vineyard, we're a welcoming community. No one is illegal here. (laughs) 43 illegals show up, and they call in the National Guard. (laughs) I mean, give me a break. There's a reason why we call these people snowflakes, Uh because they cannot handle what they put out. They cannot bid back. It's so funny. You know, when Trump was in office, the my, you know, if you look at it like music, when Trump was in office, they were singing Open Arms by Journey. But then when the migrants, <laughs> then when the migrants started coming, they were singing Separate Ways by Journey. They're like, nope, ain't going to work, baby. Too bad. That was one of their better ones. That's, that's, one of, that's a bop, you know. Ah, we're having fun. But that's, here's the thing, though. So yesterday, okay, Elon Musk, whatever, he's Elon Musk. He goes down to the border. He's trying to see this firsthand and draw some attention to the crisis. Uh, He takes replicants. Yeah, of course. And and backwards, by the way, for a portion of the photo op, which is not the best look. (laughs) That's when we say, oh, bless your heart. (laughs) He didn't tuck his jeans into his boots, so give him that. But uh, Uh, it's, it's not for everybody. But so hold on a second. AOC is screaming and yelling at him and Representative Gonzalez because, you know, we should be in Washington. You shouldn't be down at the border. I'm like, yo, you're the same woman who went down there and fake cried when the number of people. In an empty parking lot. Yeah, in an empty parking lot in front of a picket fence. (laughs) Fake cried. Okay, and the number wasn't one fiftieth of what it is right now in terms of border crossings. Not a fiftieth. We were fake crying. But now that the number's real, ain't nobody got time for that? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, she's in this this Twitter war with Elon, which I do find entertaining. Yes. When Elon steps out and says, you know, she's just not that smart and she fires back. I created the largest funeral program in FEMA's history as the youngest Mm. woman in Congress. I'm like, yeah, you had to do that because of your horrible policies that quite literally kill people. Did they ever? That's not something to be proud of. <laughs> you don't advertise your failures, ma'am. Second of all, she's like, and now we're creating the Climate Corps, which is a $15 billion boondoggle that is literally a bunch of keyboard warriors who sit in a room in a basement somewhere in Washington and talk about the climate. And they know nothing about it. It's a propaganda machine of which we just defunded it two nights ago. So I, I, she's just having a mood. She's, she's, <laughs> she's having a moment. Is there anything? Now, there's a lot happening. 
AOC. Is there anything funnier than AOC is tweeting at Elon Musk from the Tesla that she drives? Oh, but Jimmy, you heard she said that at the time she couldn't find an EV that um, had the features that she wanted and was a union, uh, a union shop. Oh, my goodness. That's what she said. We are living in the death of shame. People don't know shame anymore. It's fascinating. Uh, Kat Kamek is on the line. Speaking of no shame, we booked her. Uh, I kid, we love Kat Kamek. I'm sorry. I owed you one. I owed you one. You know I love you. You're my favorite. You don't even, you don't even have to you clap do. back. You don't even have to clap back because I like you that much. Everyone knows I would never say anything disparaging. Uh, but Kat Kamek on the line from, you. Yep, from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. So there's the border thing. There's a shutdown thing. Here's the issue I have with the shutdown thing. We absolutely positively do need to change the way we spend money in Washington. And yes. nobody really wants to have that discussion. But that is the one liability with a continuing resolution. We pass them because, you know, you get to this cliff where you don't want to stop funding things, but at the same time passing them means we're not going to change anything. So is there a compromise? What is the in-between? Like, what could be done? I don't have an answer. I'm asking you. Some people voted for you. They wouldn't vote for me. I wouldn't I wouldn't pass the background <laughs> check. I think, I think, look, everyone agrees in the Republican Party that we have to secure the border. And ironically, as I'm sitting here, the, the National Border Patrol is walking right in front of me. Um, they're all here on the Hill today. So uh, they, as they're walking by, they say, please shut the border down. Um, but that is not something that we disagree on. Okay. The other thing is we have to cut spending. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I don't think that this is a question of the policies. I think this is a political question that we have to start asking. And I think that there are just some members who their ultimate goal is using all this as a pretext to do a motion to vacate on Kevin McCarthy. Uh-huh. And no matter what side of that argument you're on, I don't really care. It's are you willing to not do the work that is so necessary of cutting spending, getting regulatory reform, securing the border, addressing the crime wave, like actually doing the really not sexy work mm. up here because you just don't like somebody? Yeah. I mean, that to me is pretty ridiculous. But I know. All that aside, I mean, if we don't get border security, any package is dead in the water. If we do not start addressing the debt, that package is dead in the water. And the Dems aren't going to help us. We know that. They want to see us fail because they hate us more than they love the country. And that tells you a lot about the state of affairs in Washington. That is such a great point. I try to say this on the radio to people. Some people want to control the country so bad. It's like kids who don't want to share a toy that they just keep tugging on it and they just wind up breaking the toy. That's kind of yeah. where we, that's kind of where we are. I mean, people were only yeah. yelling in 2020 to defund police because they thought it helped them politically, but it broke the yeah. toy because if the city cut the police budget, they saw crime go through the roof, and that happened. Like that's a reality. You know, when you look around and you see CVS closing stores and like Target closing <laughs> stores, like those are mm-hmm. major retailers. They have resources. If they don't think they can stay open, how the hell would you and me ever run our store if we opened a store? You know what I'm saying? If we opened a store, there would need to be security twenty four seven, and you and I both know that. <laughs> and and and, <laughs> and not and and not just for the booze and the weed. I'm kidding. <laughs> and the Molly, of course. Yeah, well, Molly. Yeah, since you are from Florida, I forgot. I how dare I disrespect you? I kid. Yeah, Love I mean, Florida. you know, the Florida the Florida men and women they they have their things. But Jimmy, on a serious note, mm-hmm. I mean, because I know people are frustrated. I'm frustrated. the The challenge here is not necessarily one policy issue Mm -hmm. over another. It's the fact that 
in Washington, you don't have Republicans versus Democrats anymore. You have the party of big government versus little government. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, the people who want bigger government are the ones that see problems as the source of their power. The little government people see solutions. But the big government people, they're never going to want to solve anything because solutions, that means they lose their leverage. And the whole leftist big government agenda is about dependency and control. So sorry to get philosophical now on I you like there, this. but that's just my two cents but, about but, really but to the where policy we started. issues are uh-huh. – yeah, I mean the, the policy issues are important, but it plays into a much bigger cultural phenomenon that we're dealing with up here, which is – are we going to start solving problems? Because that means once they're solved, they're off the table. We can keep moving forward. Or do people want that power so badly that they're willing to continue to persist and propagate those problems? I mean, imagine that. We're talking to Kat Kamek from Florida's 3rd Congressional District. And the point you made that I wanted to build on really quick is when you say that they see problems as the source of power – Back to where we started this conversation. We have a flood in New York right now, and they're yelling at us about climate change. Like, literally, yeah. the flood is happening now. And they're like, oh, the climate change. We're underfunded, you see. Oh, wow. I, again, I go back to you can't expect to spend $12 billion in putting up illegals in hotels and supporting every need that they have while simultaneously kicking out veterans, right? Yep. We've seen the horrible, horrible stories play out nationally. Yep. But then you don't invest in critical infrastructure in one of the nation's biggest cities. Give me a break. What did yep. you think was going to happen? Yep. I've been seeing the images, and it's stunning. So, Jimmy, I hope you've got your your, your floaties and your life jacket and hopefully yeah. some alcohol that will get you through this. Oh, Kat Kamek, it's Friday. We're on to much stronger things than alcohol, but thank you. Um, <laughs> well, it's legal there, right? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, all, it's New York. Nobody's playing any defense here. It, does, it doesn't matter. Um, we are uh, – I'm heading your way in December, but I'm nowhere – I'm in Palm Beach. I'm nowhere near you. My, I'm, I, I'm on a, a streak of coming to Florida and avoiding your district. We're going to fix that one day. It's because, it's because of me, right? It, it honestly is not. Like there's a lot of things I don't do because of you, but comedy is not one of them. Like you'd be great in a comedy club. You'd be fantastic. <laughs> I mean the conversations we have would actually be appropriate in a comedy club as opposed to on my radio show. <laughs> Listen, I, I, have clean, I, I clean it up pretty good for, for uh, on air, but in a comedy club, no. there could be some damage done. No, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. That's what, what, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to go on like a heckling tour where I just tour in places where I know I'm going to be heckled violently, and I think that would be good <laughs> entertainment for the audience. All right. All oh, right, man, that, come we'll, to Gainesville. We'll it, make that work. Oh, I'm aware. Uh, I, uh, we're going to talk about this off air, but uh, you have a, a weekend and a half, young lady, and thank you for your time today. Appreciate you, buddy. You're the Stay best. safe up there. The great Kat Kamek. There she goes. Um, we do love Kat Kamek on the show. She's fantastic. Now get her out. Get her out of here. No, no, she is. She's a good act. She's funny. She rolls. She's hilarious. And uh, she's one of my good radio buddies. You know what happens is there's a thing about me. And when it comes to lawmakers on the show, you've probably heard me say this. There's nobody on the show repeatedly that I haven't met off the air. And the reason I say off the air is because I can talk to them and go, oh, like these are sincere, genuine, wonderful people. They mean it. Okay, that's who you want on the show. I don't want to bring people on just to bring them on. I want to bring on good people who care, who have bright ideas and are funny uh, because they are assets to this country. That's why we say every day. I don't demand that the listeners agree. I just demand that they show a little respect for their American privilege. We're not going to sit here 
and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. That's it. That is it. Okay, you're lucky. You live in this country. You're so much luckier than you could ever fathom. Okay, so shut up and appreciate it. We'll solve the problems, but stop whining in the meantime because it's not getting anything done. Commercial break. I'm out of here. Back after this. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, holding this country together on a Friday, a complicated one at that. Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein, of course, has died at the age of 92. We've been discussing it at length. Why? Because it's a class show. Okay, you get on Fox Across America, you understand. Okay, yeah, we might be conservative, so to speak. But we're not on here just at war with the people who disagree with us. You got to know this, man. If you listen to the show like you hate listen because you just hear the words Fox News. And this is cheaper than going to the dominatrix. You just want to be beat a little bit. Okay, you understand. I don't consider you my enemy. I don't like get on the air and be like, oh, these Democrats, we got to beat them. No, we've got to convince sensible people to come together, okay, and take the country back. Okay, and when I say come together and take the country back, I don't mean from one specific party or another. I mean from the tyrants in D.C. in the Uniparty, Republican and Democrat, that sell our interests out overseas at every turn because it pays well on the lobbyist front. It pays well if you're getting some hot stock tips. Okay, all of the stuff happening at their interest, you know, to serve their interest but not ours. Okay, is what we need to end in order to improve the quality of life in this country. So I don't get on the air and try to be like, oh, own the libs, bro. We got to own the libs. Okay, you can do it. You can own the libs, but, you know, you're bankrupting the country. So owning the libs isn't exactly valuable. It's like owning like a a Len Sakata rookie card. Okay, Len Sakata, if you're listening, uh, Len was like a backup shortstop on the Yankees in the 80s. I'm sure he's the greatest guy who ever lived, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say his rookie card isn't worth a hell of a whole lot of money. Okay, owning the libs long term is like owning a Len Sakata rookie card. You could do it just to say you did, but you're really not going to have anything to show for it. So when we get on the air, yeah, I'm making conservative points, but when I'm framing them, when I'm discussing them with you, I'm not doing it from a standpoint of how will this help Republicans win. I'm doing it from a standpoint of how this would help us all. Okay, and to be clear, if Democrats want to implement some of these policies, have at it. I don't care who implements them. I just want the country to flourish. A rising tide lifts all boats. I don't have the kind of talent or intellect where I can thrive in a battered and tattered United States of America. I need all the help I can get, girlfriend. So when you get on the show, no, you're not going to hear me trashing Dianne Feinstein. God rest her soul. And, uh, you know, as we go forward on the show today, I'm going to share something with you that happened on Hannity last night. That, you know, the old when we go when they go low, we go high, as Michelle Obama famously said, which is as fraudulent as ever, because nobody has waged more character assassinations towards Republicans than Michelle Obama. When they go low, we go high, she says as she calls half the country racist. (laughs) You know, half the country's a bunch of white supremacist, racist, transphobes. I'm like, what's your definition of low? Because I got to be honest, that doesn't sound high. You know, but the reality is, okay, when you talk about a moment, That might even go against the grain in conservative pop culture. 
Sean Hannity sure had one last night. I happened to be on the set for it, and it made the headlines on every news site around the country uh, because of Hannity's take on something very popular that's going on right now in the world of football and music. We are going to share that oh-so-hot take when we come back right here on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. <gasps> oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you are dang right it is. On a Friday, holding this show together, holding this country together, and I got some backup from my man Sean Hannity last night on his show. As you know, one of the biggest stories in media anywhere you look right now is the fact that Taylor Swift is dating Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. Now, Travis Kelsey has done a lot of things I don't particularly agree with, okay? He's endorsing Bud Light, which isn't terribly popular to do. And uh, he is also endorsing the vaccines, which, to be clear, don't work. Okay, they don't work in terms of blocking transmission. They do not work. Vaccinated people have gotten COVID and died from it in stunning numbers, uh, which means it doesn't work. It's a therapeutic. Uh, You're welcome to take it. I would never tell you not to. But in conservative circles, Bud Light and Big Pharma aren't exactly the most popular brands these days. That being said, faced with the reality that Taylor Swift is dating Travis Kelsey, Sean Hannity took a high road that I have to tell you is a testament to why he is as popular as he is and why his TV show has been on for 30 years. He understands, as I do, uh, sometimes there's not a side. And what I mean by that is in the multimedia age we live in, everything that happens immediately becomes a battleground. Okay, Taylor Strait and Travis Kelsey, worst thing in the world, fall of civilization, say all the conservative pundits on the liberal side of town. This is amazing. Great moment for America. I'm like, it's neither of those things. They are a celebrity couple. They will have the shelf life of a carnival goldfish. You know, when you win a goldfish at the carnival, everybody's all excited. You know, yeah. Then the next morning you wake up and the goldfish is in the toilet on its back. That's pretty much every celebrity couple. Okay. We give them names. They don't let, like, they're so big. They're so trendy. They get a name. Think about that. Kanye West, Kim Kardashian. We called them Kimye. Okay. Brad Pitt, Brangelina. We, you know, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Brangelina. Tom Cruise, Katie Holmes. Tomcat. Okay, they got a combined name, AOC and her husband, morons. But I'm just saying, every one of these couples, with the exception of AOC, maybe it works, I wish them the best of luck, Uh, but every one of these celebrity couples that had a big power nickname didn't last. They're not together. Okay, and it's not to say these two can't last. It'd be great if they would. Fine, I'd be fine with it. But you don't need to have an absolute take. This is the biggest problem facing the country right now. We're living in a world of absolutes because we're now governed on clicks. Hey, what got the most downloads? Who streamed the most? Okay, you've got to take provocative positions that'll get people's attention. But it's disingenuous. That's what I'm telling you. Part of this 
okay, is what hurts my show. Is I don't get on the air every day and go like, these people need to die. Or, you know, these people are amazing. I don't, you know, I'm usually somewhere in between just trying to give you the nuance of these situations. And the problem is, okay, sometimes that holds you back when you're surrounded by a world that's just fighting for clip by dealing with maximum strength absolutes. But if you're a common sense, reasonable person who actually just, you know, wants to have a discussion about this and make your own mind up, then what we're doing is of some value. Okay. But when it comes to Hannity, looking out at the media landscape surrounding Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, he decided to issue this measured take on a show that, to be honest with you, doesn't always talk about this stuff. But, you know, before I came on TV last night, they had Texas Governor Greg Abbott talking about the border. But then they trotted me out in one of my overweight figure skater jackets, and we started talking pop culture. It was fascinating to hear his take, so I'm going to play a cut for it now because it was on every ba- – I woke up this morning in, in my Google alerts. It was on every website in the, in the country. It was everywhere, the Daily Mail, all the pop sites, everything, uh, because they probably didn't expect this from Hannity. But if you knew him better, they would expect this from Hannity because he's not a guy out there just selling agitation day in and day out. If he looks agitated, it's because there is something that bothers him. But we don't get on TV and act like everything bothers us because it's exhausting and it's fake. But this take on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, very real. Moving on, I don't know how many of you are watching the football game this weekend. Mm. Uh, It's amazing how many people are talking about this. It's amazing (laughs) the ratings for the football game went sky high because Taylor Swift is dating the Kansas City Chiefs star tight end Travis Kelsey. And with rumors already swirling, speculation soared over the weekend. She was spotted in the box uh, at the Chiefs game with his family. And reports now say she's going to make an appearance at his home game in New York uh, with the Jets, who are really struggling. They need a quarterback. Uh, and according to Fox Sports, ticket prices for the game are sorry. Now, okay. I want to say something before we get yeah. going. Okay. You know what? I look at Taylor Swift. If I pick my music based on their politics, mm-hmm. uh, I'd have five choices. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know, country, Christian, contemporary, which are my favorite, but... Fine. Um, I don't. I, I admire her talent. She writes all her songs. Mm-hmm. She does these shows that have like nearly fifty song, yep. you know, sets in them. Mm-hmm. She, you know, more wardrobe changes. She's a great businesswoman. Seems like a lovely girl. Extraordinarily nice to her fans. And I kind of hate people. You know, hating on her. On her. Oh, absolutely. Because even if you didn't like All her... All right, kill that, her. Mike. I don't need to hear that other guy. I mean, that guy's a dirtbag. But Hannity... I admire your honesty. He's being honest. He just wishes him the best of luck. He doesn't agree with her politics. But the truth is, if you like music, if you like movies, and you're really only going to consume the stuff you agree with, right now you've got like two Dinesh D'Souza documentaries, and I don't know what else. Okay, because here's a newsflash. Most of this stuff is liberal. Most of the, I mean, even, you know, the patron saint of conservative music, uh, the dude who sang the Richmond North of Richmond song, greatest guy ever to live on social media Saturday and Sunday. And then on Monday, he was like, by the way, I want nothing to do with the Republican Party. So, you know, conservatives latch on to any pop culture they agree with because it's so rare that they find some. But the truth is pop culture should be treated for what it is. Pop culture. Their political views shouldn't matter. You want to know why? Because they don't know anything about anything. Bingo. Okay, Taylor Swift isn't famous because she understands politics. 
When she campaigned against Marsha Blackburn, she got her ass handed to her in Tennessee because she was stupid on the issues. She just was pretending that we're living in the handmaid's tale. You know, she called Marsha Blackburn Trump in a wig. That was embarrassing. Mainly because Trump's already in a wig. He knows what he's talking about. I'm being silly. Come on. But the point is, their opinions don't matter. It's like when Hollywood gives a big speech at the Oscars. Yeah, you get mad because you disagree. But part of the reason you get mad is because you just want your movie. You don't actually want to be lectured by people who have the words written for them. Okay, that's why Hollywood people are famous. They've hit the genetic lottery. They are so good looking that we're willing to pay $20 for a popcorn to watch them recite words that were written by an ugly person. I believe take it from a guy who sat in a lot of writers rooms. Not a lot of show ponies out there. When I mean, you look in the mirror in a writers room. It's like when the lights accidentally come on at the strip club. You're like, wait a minute. None of these people are good looking. (laughs) Wait, you mean to tell me this feel good, sexy vibe you've curated is actually just filled with women who've had terrible childhoods and they have beat up faces? I mean, man, you know, whatever. Not to say there aren't some great looking strippers out there, but I wouldn't know. I've never been in a place like that. That is a fact check false. But the point is, when it comes to pop culture, okay, you, you, you can't care. Like, you almost can't care if you want to consume it because you're not going to find it. It doesn't mean you shouldn't push back on it. Like, LeBron says stupid stuff. We'll be like, hey, that's dumb. Okay, but Hannity makes a good point. You discredit yourself if you act apoplectic about something you're truly not passionate about. Okay, he's passionate about those political issues, but he's also passionate about music. And when he wants politics, you go to people who do politics. You know, when you want music, you go to people who do music. Is anybody signing up right now to hear Mitch McConnell put out a music album? The answer would be no. I mean, most of the people listening to this show don't want to hear Mitch McConnell put out a political album. You know, he's such a you know establishment shill. But Hannity makes a good point that everybody really could learn from in that moment. Okay, because what conservatives are doing wrong is they're trying so hard to win Twitter right now. But Twitter is not a reflection of the real world. It's not. Yes, you'll get a lot of clicks. You'll get a lot of likes. Okay, but when people start saying, like, screw Travis Kelsey, he's got to go. Yo, okay, everybody who's a Twitter screamer, okay, everybody who's out there stumping for the Republican Party, own the libs, okay, Every one of those people is doing it because, number one, they want attention. But number two, they are trying to win an election for Republicans. They are activists. Twitter is their activism. Okay, but if the end goal of activism is to get people to vote for your party, okay, you probably shouldn't alienate the biggest fan base in the world. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Taylor Swift is the biggest pop star in the world by a margin of five. Travis Kelsey plays for the NFL, which is the biggest sports entity in American history. Here's a newsflash. They both have a lot of fans. So if your take on Taylor Swift dating Travis Kelsey is anyone who supports this can go to hell. Here's a newsflash. Not going to work out really well for your party when it comes time to pull a voting lever. You see what I'm saying? That's true. That is true. Sometimes you really do have to take the high road because it doesn't matter. Okay, Dianne Feinstein died today. Okay, end of discussion. I don't agree with her positions on guns, but she died today. So what am I supposed to do, get out here and argue with her ghost? Come on, man. 
It's bad enough Biden's going to be speaking to her at the next press conference thinking she's still there. You don't need me picking fights with a dead person. You know, you need to be a party of class and you need to be a country of restraint. The reality is we have it so good here, so good that we spend all day fighting over stuff that doesn't matter. Native American sports mascots do not matter. They don't matter. White people, woke white people wanted to get rid of them. If you're facing real oppression, okay, and you are a Native American, my, you know, my, my sympathies, my support, my consideration is all with you. Because the truth is the people pretending to care about you are just pimping out your plight. Native Americans have shorter life expectancies, higher rates of diabetes and heart disease. And the woke white liberals are like, I know how to help them. We'll change the halftime show. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Of course it is. Okay, but I bring up halftime shows and mascots anyway. Why? Because the one problem Travis Kelsey has stumbled into here is Taylor Swift's fan base, the Swifties, are the most passionate and powerful Internet army that has ever lived. And heaven forbid he dumps this girl. Okay, they're going to wind up canceling the Kansas City Chiefs mascot. Like, he is going to simultaneously take down the Chiefs, the Braves, and the Chicago Blackhawks all at once because they're just going to want their cyber digital pound of flesh. And as you know, we now live in a world that's run by whoever screams the loudest. Sadly, most of the people doing the screaming are idiots. If you don't believe me, look at some recent Internet activism and what it amounted to. Okay, the Internet screamed along with every squad member in the Democratic Party. What did they scream? We've got to defund the police. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Literally the dumbest thing ever said. Defund the police. And it happened. Okay, they didn't get rid of them. They didn't achieve their goal. But it had enough of an impact that major, major municipalities, New York, Los Angeles, they cut their police budgets. Okay, less cops. Okay, implemented bail reforms that had more empathy for the criminal than the victim. Okay, everything woke turns to including the city streets. But how did this happen? The Internet screamed. Okay, you know what the Internet screamed? Do you remember this one? Free Britney. We got to free Britney Spears. That's what we got to do, you guys. I mean, I'm telling you, because I care. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And if you don't think it's the dumbest thing you've ever heard of, go look at poor Britney Spears on Instagram, okay? I Listen, I pray for her, okay? Britney Spears was a pop superstar. She's obviously a mess. Every term you turn on the Internet, she's naked with a set of knives, doing a dance, gyrating like she's the beat-up daytime stripper. Working the noon shift, you know, at, at Jumbo's Big Boob Palace or whatever the hell. I don't know, whatever they call these establishments. Okay, but the point is that's what she's become. It's funny. I was interviewing people in Times Square last night, and I interviewed a man and his wife. And I said to the wife, cover your ears. And I said to the husband, who is your pop crush? Who is your, you know, one celebrity you would, you'd want to hook up with if you could? And he goes, it used to be Britney Spears. And I was like, that's, I get it. Okay, I've been following the story. I get it. But then he had a line that like really blew me away and it was hilarious. He goes, the crazy thing about it is, he's like, I wanted a shot with her until I realized I had a shot with her. And why is that true? Because pop stars, celebrity crushes 
are held in such high regard, they're supposed to be unattainable. They're supposed to be out there in the ether just being sensationalized beings who've hit some type of genetic lottery via looks, via musical talent, via the ability to throw a ball, catch a ball, hit a ball, okay, that what they contribute in those realms uniquely squares them in our minds as members of that community. Okay, the reason going in on their politics is stupid and a pointless, fruitless exercise is because it's not what they do and it's not what we should care about. So drawing a political battle line around whether or not Britney Spears or, you know, Travis Kelsey or Taylor Swift should be doing the, you know, hunk of bunka in a hot tub tonight after the game is pointless. Okay, because their views on these matters are pointless. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good-looking Italian. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the dang thing on a Friday. Lincoln Fallon, cutting eighth period in his sophomore year of high school, will be joining us in the next hour. To give us the preview on the Clark Rams Saturday football game. Lincoln's riding high right now. His team beat my alma mater 46 to nothing last Saturday. And I'm not going to lie, it hurt a little bit. Not because I was rooting for my old high school. I just wanted them to cover the spread. But the point is they didn't. And uh, here we are. Uh, This is the America I'm living in. This is the radio host you're listening to. A real person with real flaws. Uh, I am scheduled to take those flaws to Waters World tonight in the 8 p.m. hour. Uh, Tomorrow night. You know, if breaking news bounces me off Waters World tomorrow night, doesn't matter one way or the other. I am hosting Fox News Saturday night, and I need those ratings, girlfriend. You better tune in. It's going to be absolutely nuts. Brett Azar, who's on this show, uh, body double for Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, uh, of course, plays the Iron Sheik on the NBC show Young Rock. He's going to be on. Diamond Dave Landau is on. Fan favorite on this show. I got him on to that one. And uh, the legendary Kim Douglas. If you know Kim from reality TV and all the work she's done over the years, she is just a phenomenal force multiplier of positive energy, and I'm so excited to work with her because that's the vibe. We're out here having a good time. Why? Because we're all in the fun business, damn it. If you die tomorrow, you're just going to wish you had more fun. You're not going to wish you fought more on Twitter, worked another double at work, or whatever the heck it is you do. You're going to wish you got out there and lived your best life, do you understand? So when you get back in the next hour... After this commercial break, that's exactly what we'll be doing. We'll be in the fun business, and we will see to it with the full force and fury of this Fox Across America radio army that business will be absolutely booming. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Would you look who showed up to work? It is the big, bad, high-flying, death-defying, 
internationally renowned Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Fired up in this hour, Lincoln Fallon is coming by to help me deliver an embarrassment of radio riches. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. No, no. We're just going to have some real talk for the American people uh, about everything going on in this country as we sit here right now. It is Friday. We are excited. We would normally have two comedians come on, uh, but right now in New York, due to some flooding, as they're calling it, we're in a flood alert. Uh, the city itself uh, has been shut down. We've got a couple of inches of water in one area. And uh, my pal Jocelyn Chia, some of you know her from Fox News Saturday Night, uh, will not be coming into the studio in this hour. I know. I know. I know. Uh, But the good news is, uh, if you are a fan of Fox News Saturday Night and the comedians on the show, I will be hosting it tomorrow, Saturday night. Going to be a banger. Diamond Dave Landau is on the show. Uh, it's just phenomenal. Just so I love Diamond Dave. We went out to dinner last night before Hannity. We had the greatest time. And uh, Brett Azar, you hear Brett on the show a lot. Uh, I've been bringing him on. He, of course, plays the Iron Sheik on the show Young Rock on NBC. He is Arnold Schwarzenegger's body double. I'm going to see if I can get him out of his shell tomorrow night and get him to do his Arnold impersonation on the telly. And the great legendary Kim Douglas, uh, TV, TV's Kim Douglas will be there, along with Christopher Knight, who a lot of you might know as Peter Brady from the Brady Bunch, also going to be joining us as well. It's tomorrow night, Fox News, Saturday night, 10 p.m. show. Uh, but right now, uh, I'm going to stick to my actual job, and we're going to have some you and me time right on the radio. So 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of this radio action. Biden yesterday, okay, goes out to Tempe, Arizona for a big speech. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And he got heckled by a climate activist. Uh, And it was pretty funny. Uh, You don't really understand what they're saying. Uh, You just understand that he's getting interrupted by a liberal. Uh, It's clip three. Put country first. I say we must and we will. We will. But it's not easy. It's not easy. Why don't you wait after, hang on a second, hang on a second. I'll be happy to meet with you after I speak, okay? Well, I tell you what, if you shush up, I'll meet with you immediately after this, okay? All right, so there you go. So Biden has to handle a heckler, not quite with the tenacity that we've seen other presidents handle hecklers. Go home to mommy. Go home, bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. Anyway, uh, what was the heckler yelling? He was yelling, it's a cl- why won't you declare a climate emergency? Thousands of Arizonans have died because of the climate change going on. You're not telling me the truth. No, they haven't. Do you understand this whole idea of declaring a climate emergency? Like they declared a COVID emergency. Like that jackass down in New Mexico tried to declare a gun emergency and take away everybody's Second Amendment rights. That's the point of the emergency. Declare an emergency because under the Constitution, we'd have the rights to suspend. We'd have the right to suspend certain rights. Okay, when it comes to the climate, the emergency 
is that a lot of stupid people are getting ripped off by these shameless fundraisers who don't follow any of their climate initiatives but seize on any weather development whatsoever as proof, as proof, that it must be the weather and the historic changes in the weather that are cause for you to fill up the collection plate. Pay up, suckers. That's exactly what it is. Hey, man, I got this private jet I'm flying around on telling everybody the world's going to end. You guys mind throwing me a couple of gas dollars? Money, 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 money. But when we ever come back to this conversation and all these idiots that are trying to publicly shame you into complying with, oh, it's an emergency. Okay, you have to understand climate science is like vaccine science. It is a manufactured consensus. They will shame you into agreeing and complying with it. You don't understand. You're killing people. There's blood on your hands. That's what they told you with the vaccine. They flat out were willing to shame you if you didn't get it. Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them. F*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No. Screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. I'm surrounded by idiots. Now understand, every one of those people who are we stop coddling the morons. It's Keith Oberman, if you don't familiar. It's a homeless woman who lives on the Upper West Side. Just likes to rant and scream and yell on Twitter and stuff. But, you know, the self-righteousness that emboldened them to start shaming you, fire you from your job, lock you down in your home if you don't get this vaccine. Okay? They were all wrong about the vaccine every one of them did the vaccine stop transmission as advertised which means it's not a vaccine once you start saying well but yeah lessen symptoms that's not a vaccine that's a tylenol okay but the self-righteousness that they rode to this public shaming this you know digital pistol whipping on twitter and social media of people who didn't want to get the vaccine because they had reservations not the kind Elizabeth Warren claims to have grown up on, like actual reservations. I'm concerned. And they didn't want to get the vaccine because we didn't really have data that said it stopped transmission. We didn't have any data on the long-term consequences to women's reproductive health or how it would affect children. Thankfully, by the grace of God, children weren't very susceptible to COVID. But they were still willing to shame you and call you a murder and a barbarian of a parent. And how dare you not vaccinate your kids? You don't have the right to infect my kid. But if the vaccine works and you have it, you shouldn't have to worry about what anyone else does. Oh, wow. But getting past all that, they were wrong. They were wrong, full stop. But what they're doing on the climate, okay, you understand, with the same level of self-righteousness, people are dying. Shame on you. Do they have any proof on that? The answer would be no. They have no proof that this is the end result of climate change, but bigger than that is the fact that they have no ability to control the weather. None. Zero. Zip. Zilch. This is not a quest for progress. It is a quest for power. Declare a climate emergency. We can take away people's rights. That's what they want to do. We don't want you using those stoves. We don't want you driving those cars. Okay? We don't want you eating that meat. Eat bugs. Bugs are bad. You got to eat the bugs. No one is eating bugs. No one preaching to you about turning bugs into their source of protein is actually eating them. They're clowning you. 
They fly around. We're all going to die. Get rid of the cows. Okay. It's time to start eating bugs. And oh, by the way, please give us money. And that's what they do. And then they fly away on their private jets, laughing their ass off, listening to the Beatles while you eat the Beatles. Okay. It's disgusting. Okay. But this is what they do. And right now, okay, we've got a flood in New York City. Happens. Okay. From time to time. Not often. We had a flood. It's raining. Crazy. Okay. We already have council members tweeting, oh, we're ill-equipped for climate emergencies until we get more funding. I don't want to go to work. Shut up, you shameless clown, because that's what they try to do. Kat Kamek was saying it in the previous hour on the show. Okay, problems are the source of their power. They don't want to solve issues. They want to run on them. So every time there's a problem, oh, it's a wildfire in Maui. Never mind that human error exacerbated the problem exponentially. Climate change. Pay up. Let's go. Okay, that's what they do. You know about climate change right now? Climate change caused this. We have no idea. But bigger than all that, bigger than much bigger than all of that, just so you understand, okay? You can disagree with me. I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to scream at you if you call in. That's not who I am. That's not what the show is, okay? We can't control the weather. We have nobody can prove to you. There is no quantifiable metric by which we can prove that if we destroy our economy and our energy sector and outsource all of this stuff to China in the name of clean energy, which isn't clean, Okay, we're using something called rare earth minerals to power electric cars. Rare earth. We are butchering the earth on the other side of the world. The people who don't want you to frack, butchering the earth with slave labor on the other side of the world, empowering China, who owns 95% of these rare earth minerals. China, who outpollutes the rest of the world by the top 27 industrialized nations combined. China, who is not cutting emissions, they're opening coal plants day in and day out. China, who is our biggest geopolitical uh, uh, foe, if I could speak English. China is the economic beneficiary, our biggest geopolitical foe in the world. They are the economic beneficiary of our entire green energy agenda. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It really is. But bigger than all of that is the fact that we can't control the weather. So Biden should be getting interrupted when he gives these speeches. Okay, but not because he's not declaring a climate emergency, but because he's friendly. He's party to people who think we should. Okay, it's idiotic. Government doesn't have the right to take away all your rights because of some unquantifiable, you know, manufactured consensus. We covered a story two weeks ago on the show that was, you know, a bombshell for about 15 minutes. People on the right acknowledged it. Okay, climate scientist says he had to lie in his paper or withhold information because he knew it wouldn't get published if he acknowledged that climate change wasn't playing as big of a role in natural disasters as the people on the left want you to believe it does. Okay, and he admitted it. He's like, well, you know, you want to get published. That's how you get places in life. You need credits. It's like when we were kids, we used to want to be on late night shows when we were comics growing up. It's like, if you can get on The Tonight Show, okay, which was ahead of my time, but if you could get on The Tonight Show, that made your career. Johnny Carson had 50 million people watching at the peak of that. So one killer said on The Tonight Show, you were headlining every club in the, in the country, making big money, doing all kinds of, you know, cocaine and slick, fast women. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But, you know, that was the thing. You needed that Tonight Show credit. Okay. That's what these climate, you know, journals are. You need that Tonight Show credit. So you put whatever you want in your act, whatever they want you to in your act, so you can get published. But that's how we got to where we were on climate change. Okay. That's the where we got on the vaccine. Fauci was flat out in emails threatening to withhold people's, you know, funding and endowments if they didn't say somebody ate a bat. Somebody ate a bat. That's how we got COVID. Somebody ate a bat. You know, what people do. They go on the Atkins. 
or keto, whatever it was. You know, they gave up. They gave up regular food for Lent. They ate bats. That's what they did, and now we all got COVID. That's what Fauci went with, with a straight face. They were in a wet market, and uh, they got COVID. Down the block from the lab that makes COVID is how they got. They didn't get it from the lab that makes COVID. I mean, that could never happen in a million years. No, come on, guys. He wouldn't get COVID out of the lab that makes COVID. Are you an idiot or something? Everybody knows some guy ate a bat, and that's how we got it, and that's what they went with. And anybody who emailed them back channel like, uh, actually, boss, uh, the gene sequencing on this thing makes it look synthetic. And he was like, not if you want to get your paper published. It doesn't. And that's exactly how it went down with Fauci, man. That's what's up. He should be behind bars. That's where we are on climate science. Okay, just understand that. Nobody can control the weather and nothing we do to our economy. Nothing to our energy sector, to the way we travel, nothing can offset what China is doing because their population is so much bigger than us. So anything, anything they tell you about emergencies and rights and, you know, reconfiguring our way of life is very easy for them to enact because it doesn't affect them. They're not going to adhere to it. Okay. And we know this because of COVID. Okay. Every single person that was like, you got to stay home. Shutting down the businesses, shutting down the schools, got to shut down the schools. What did every one of those Democrats have in common? They were sending their kids to private school. Public schools ain't safe. It's not safe for a kid in the classroom. And why, why were they doing that? Because that's what the teachers unions wanted. Teachers unions, major donors to the Democratic Party. So the Democrats get a win-win. They shut down the schools, makes their fundraisers happy. And at the same time, their kids don't suffer because their kids go to private schools. And that's what they did. They set back the kids in this country. They've lost almost two years of academic gains. I love the poorly educated. Okay, that's reality. It doesn't apply to them. Okay, yeah, you can't go to the restaurants. They're closed. COVID's not safe. Who said that? Gavin Newsom and then went to the French Laundry for an $11,000 dinner? Oh, fancy. How many Democrats told you not to travel? Then you see a picture of them in Cabo or in the airport. It's great. That's what they do. It doesn't apply to them. Ah, your carbon footprint's got to be reduced, says John Kerry, who's flying around on a private jet with 24 times the carbon footprint of commercial air travel. Al Gore has an electric bill that makes the Las Vegas Strip look Amish. But now you got to cut down on you. No, you don't. You guys just got to cut down on being shameless, okay? Because everybody who gets out there and tells you the world is changing and we need to declare an emergency, okay? The emergency is they haven't been to the ATM to make a deposit in a while. Money, 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 money. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking to Lincoln Fallon, the pride of the fleet. He's closing this bad boy. Clark Ram's got a big game tomorrow against Mineola. Tomorrow night, I will be on the telly. It will be. Fox News Saturday night, 10 p.m. show. And your buddy Jimmy Fallon, your radio buddy, being a host chair. It's going to be a wild one. It's a big deal. Pretty cool. I uh, hope definitely check it out. You know I need the ratings. Uh, and I need the phone calls. 888-788-9910. Everybody's welcome to chime in. Bruce is in Venice, Florida. Yo, Bruce. Hey, Jimmy. My man. Hey, yeah, uh, I, I, I got something for you. You're going to like. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> is she a blonde or a brunette? Yeah, it's a poem. Oh, well, well, all right, I'll settle. Okay, I probably yeah, should have said that like on the radio it. anyway. You I'm like kidding. It. Talk to me, Bruce. Okay, okay. Here's, your, here's your answer to the climate change. Mm-hmm. 
My mother gave this to me when I was a child. I'm 90 years old now. So you ready? Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Okay. Uh, Whether it's cold or whether it's hot, you've got to have weather, whether or not. (laughs) I love it. Oh, go ahead. Did you hate it? <laughs> no, I, I thought it was good. Whether it's cold, whether it's hot, you got to have weather, whether or not. I think it's well worded. I think it's well written. And I think it's spot on because the people that are telling us, Bruce, you've made it to the next round of Fox Across America has got talent. Okay, congratulations, <laughs> by the way. You'll get the plane ticket to Vegas in the morning. But uh, yeah. all of these silly people, every time the weather changes, they tell you it's climate change. If you're 90, you probably have it on pretty good authority that the weather changes a lot, doesn't it? It's been changing for a couple of million years. Why would it want to stop now? (laughs) But it's like, but that's the hustle. They sell it to people as if the fact that it's changing is new. Have you noticed that? You know what the sad part about it is that people buy into it. Do they ever? They send big money. And they get taught. They get taught all that when they're when they're in school. That's one of the things you get taught. Nobody listens. Nobody listens, man. And and that's the racket. If you've lived. Okay, is you ninety years? You've lived ninety years. Okay, you have seen this come and go in so many different ways. First, we were going to freeze, then we were going to melt. Now it's just changing, and that's the issue. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, I live in Florida. We get a hurricane every once in a while, mm-hmm. and now they're calling that the change, weather change. It's it's a racket. What they're calling it is a fundraising racket. Ah, uh, Bruce. You are the Poet Laureate of Fox Across America. We thank you for gracing us with your presence, sir. Have a great weekend. It's America's Life Coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's the rock band that's being forced on the public. Joe Biden presents The Electric Cars. Charge all night, drive all day. Charge it up. Charge it up. An album that will leave you feeling totally plugged in. She won't start again. And I have to call the Tesla guy. I'm gonna she won't start again. The electric cars. Sure, they're way too expensive. But pretending to save the world is never cheap. There it is, Fox Across America, with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, 888-788-9910. Wally down in Florida, he's paying attention. Wally! What's up there, Jimmy? You name it, man. Friday, I'm bringing on my kids so I can give you some high school gambling advice. I mean, they don't do this stuff on the other shows. No, you got it all covered. I'm, uh, I'm just uh, coming to you from Key West for a uh, uh, doctor-prescribed uh, straitjacket spa weekend. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I got to say that the Thorazine shooters are fantastic. I, I feel very loose, um, <laughs> but I wanted to go over. I wanted to go. I wanted to go over conspiracy involving you, Ooh, and I, I think it, it may need to be a, a may need to be a Fox Nation um, uh, show. Uh, I, I'm getting word on the street that um, Jenny Fela is 
overwhelmed and tired of all the celebrity chubby chasers. And <laughs> she's concerned that your weight loss, that it will be, she won't be able to handle a spelt Jimmy. And she's secretly <laughs> been wasting your weight diet food and shakes. <laughs> Listen, we're married 17 years. If she had it her way, she'd be joining you at the Key West retreat right now. She'd want to hang out with me. Uh, well, I'm, also, yeah. I'm working also down in Key West. I'm working on my lifelong um, study on the research, the theory of debauchery. And it's I'm quantifying it on the second optional clothing floor of the bow and whistle on the Wall Street. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> Well, I will have you know, okay, because people have voiced concern about my weight loss. I have to be in shape for my stand-up special because when I lose weight, I get I gain energy. But the minute, I mean the minute it's over, like when I wrap that show, you might see me if you look closely eating a turkey leg on stage as I put the microphone back in the holder. I am hungry, and I'm like, oh, man, I just October 13th has to get here is the point, Wally. I got you. Can we talk? Can we talk the Republicans uh, debate and oh, the yeah. impeachment? You got a, a minute? I got all day. All I'm doing is killing time till Lincoln comes on, giving a couple of okay. sermons. Go ahead. What do you got, buddy? I, I'm just uh, the Republicans this week look so JV with with the debate. The only way I do have a, a consultation for Nikki Haley. Bring the kitchen wooden spoon to the next debate. <laughs> and go full mom. Go full mom on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know what I propose, and I want to do this, is it should be a game show. Everyone should get points for their answers, and as the debate progresses, people leave round by round. So you finally get to a third round where, you know, maybe the last hour of the debate is just two people going one-on-one because the other people got, you know, eliminated. And I'm saying that because then that would give us more room for substance, less room for interruptions. Because with eight people talking, they're going to interrupt each other because they're desperate for mic time. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. But the thing with the Republicans, especially this week, they've given, and, and I go to the impeachment hearings too, they've given the Democrats all of the media commercial sound bites they need to you know to show that they they are unorganized they're not professional and you're up against what i consider the goat of politics the the, Repo- the democrat party is polished yep they are they're in lockstep and you're talking about a party that was a, that their dna is on every crime against americans since its formation they you know you, you have their dna on the civil war to try to protect and expand slavery after after the civil war they were able to to take back the 2000 african americans who were elected to office and deconstruct reconstruction yeah. you have executive order 9066 which imprisoned without cause imprisoned asian americans but somehow they they run the place, mm-hmm. so you got it. They got Republicans need to start lying and just saying, "Hey, we're going to give you, you know, we're going to give you Emerald City, just like the Democrats." Mm-hmm. And then, because if you're not in office as a politician, you're a political eunuch. Yeah, hundred percent. You got to get you got to get the majority. You got to get in office, and then you can start doing the things you want to do, like working on the debt. But yeah. But people tune it out. You can't use it as, you know, it's the, the 
conservatism Republicans is selling conservatism, it's a hard sell. Yeah. That Democrat side of, nope, you deserve anything you want when you want it. Uh-huh, that I know. Overdue. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> Theirs is a shopping spree. We're here. We're, we're giving it away. Free college, you know, free health care, free daycare, free willy. Okay, here it is. We're giving it all away. And uh, you're right that it's more appealing and it's more utopian, but people don't understand the cost of the free. But you would, you're right to say this, though. The Democrats are a better party than the Republicans, even if you like meaning uh, policy wise, I think the Republicans are superior. But in terms of their ability to coalesce and win elections, every single Democrat that stumped for Joe Biden thought he was a garbage candidate, like privately. But they all knew to win the election. That was the vessel they were going with. So they got out there and sold it to you. And uh, that's why they got over the top. It's the same thing with the midterms. People thought the Republicans were going to walk away with this thing, red wave, and it didn't happen because the Democrats organize and they do rally better. And that's a testament to their leadership. Like, we don't think anything of Nancy Pelosi, but uh, she gets that party in line, whereas the Republicans, McCarthy doesn't have that hold on his party. You never saw you never saw a months long mutiny against Nancy Pelosi. No, but I'm just saying it's the Nazi Party came to the Democrats to learn how to be in lockstep, (laughs) you know, to hold on to, you know, just get a grip on power. I I get the analogy. They get they're good at they are good at getting their way within the party. I get where you're going there. Um, Wally, you're going to lose me to a commercial because i got to bring on my kid, but get back to your nudist colony or whatever the hell you're doing. Happy Friday. (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, Wally, who uh, he makes some points about. You know, when you look out at politics right now, this is, you know, kind of echoing off something Vivek said. Vivek was talking to Laura Ingram about some of the criticism he took in the debate. If you remember in the debate, there was a famous standoff between himself and Nikki Haley. Where, you know, Haley said, hey, you say China's the biggest geopolitical foe in the world and the TikTok is dangerous, yet you're on TikTok. OK, that was the shot she took at him. The famous, you know, every time you talk, I feel a little bit dumber. OK. But understand, okay, what Vivek said was, well, I got to be on it. That's where the young voters are. This is the way I'm going to win. Okay, here's the Haley Exchange. I'll play that for you first. Clip 38. This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that is. we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Because I can't believe no. they hear that you've got a TikTok situation. What they're doing is these 150 million people are on TikTok. That means they can get your contacts. They can get your financial information. They can get your emails. They can Let get me just text say, messages. They can get all of this these is important. things. So you understand? Okay. She says, you know, every time you speak, I feel a little bit dumber. Okay. And, you know, he went on to basically respond to Laura about the need to reach the younger generation. Okay. And the reality is, to something Wally was saying, anything you want to implement, you need a majority to implement. So that's what he was trying to talk about. He was trying to make the case on Ingram that he should be the nominee and not Trump because he's better at reaching the youth than Trump is, which technically speaking is actually not true. Trump is the subject of more memes and more content on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram than any human being who's ever lived. So if your argument is I can make a bigger impact on social media, you know, I mean, wrong. I get why he's making it. Let me this is his justification uh, with Ingram clip seven. The things that I agree with are that I don't think last night's debate was actually very useful. Having second-tier candidates in the current field, and I'm admittedly among them right now in polling, 
tear each other down. That's not useful to our party versus actually a rich policy debate. However, everybody else is making their case versus Trump by bashing him and Monday morning quarterbacking some decision he made. My view is different. I acknowledge he was the greatest president of the 21st century so far, but I have something that he doesn't, Laura, and it's really simple. I'm young. I have fresh legs. I'm able to reach the next generation in a way that Trump cannot. That's undeniable. This guy will say anything. Now, you know, listen, he has a connection on social media. There's no question that Vivek does. Uh, But in terms of like the pop culture reach, I would say Trump's is far beyond anything we've ever seen. Uh, But, you know, Vivek certainly comes with less baggage than Trump. But he also comes with a lifetime supply of hypocrisy. Now, that's pretty much baked into any politician you deal with in this day and age. You know, even the high holy Donald Trump, I mean, was donating to liberals up until 2012. So it's, you know, not to pretend that didn't happen. We don't do that on this show. Uh, But the reality is, okay, in order to change the country, you have to win the election. And the Democrats, however bad their policies are, They rally around that flag pretty hard for all the people that want to get rid of Biden right now. He sucks. He's too old. He's the worst. Come on, man. Okay. the reality is if he winds up on the ticket, they are going to sell, baby, sell like there is no sharpest guy ever. Eyes that we love Biden. Never seen anything like it in our lives. That is balderdash and hogwash. And mm -hmm. but they're willing to do it because there's a lot of dopey people that will get behind it and fill up their coffers, as they say in the biz, and fund this whole fiasco to keep the gravy train rolling. They are a good party when it comes to organizing. They are a horrible party when it comes to actually running this country that we live in. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. It is Fox Across America, and it is Friday in America, which can only mean one thing, number 64, the captain, Lincoln Fowler, back on the show. Hey, man. What's up? Uh, first of all, I, I don't want to say this. I begrudgingly say congratulations. Lincoln's Clark Rams barely squeaking by my division. 46 nothing. <laughs> oh, no. Four- and the refs ran clock. 46 nothing. Lincoln's team won last week against my high school. And so, yes, they what – is, what does that mean? They ran clock. They, like they the, turned up the clock because you guys were up by so many yeah. points. All right, so another – a coach had explained that to me. So you guys, if you go up 35, they start running clock to make – you know, meaning between plays. Mm-hmm. Even if there's like a, a ball goes out of bounds, they don't stop the clock. So it was kind of, it's kind of like a mercy rule. Yeah. So you're telling me you mercied my high school. Yeah. Which couldn't have happened if you played my JV team. <laughs> Dude, I, with me and Alyssa, I was a captain of my JV team, me and Chris Pinella, and we were we were dominant. Like, we were a franchise. And then we got to 11th grade, and someone handed us a case of Bud Light, and it was Bud Light. <laughs> it was, I mean, there were no, you know, dudes with dresses on, but it did come back with just beer back then. And uh, we kind of, the franchise kind of took a wrong turn from there. Uh, but it was, uh, it was epic. Lincoln had, what, what was the celebration called? It was the T.J. Watt one where he does the leg kick. <laughs> so on the last play of the first half. Uh, it was a fourth down, and it was at their own, like, 20-yard line. Uh, they go for it because it's the last play of the first half, and they're already down 30. 
and the quarterback he hands off to a running back. He pitches it, and then I read it right away, and I got him. Listen to Lincoln. He reads the pitch, takes the dude down in the backfield. Does he? Does but does Lincoln at that point? Does he act like he's been there before? The answer would be no. <laughs> he does his big T.J. Watt. The crowd goes wild. So what? You, like you run, you run, you jump, you you know, little leg kick, like he's in a rock band. And then he ran off the field, but the crowd, you electrified the crowd. It was a, it was so great, and so many parents came up to me afterwards. They're like, I'll tell you, Lincoln, he's like really intense out there or something. Uh, did you take anything? What do you mean, take anything? <laughs> All right, that's a good answer. Oh. <laughs> it was like, the fact that you didn't even understand the question is a good sign for me and for the listeners. You know, because if it's like if I'm halfway through the question, I'm like, Lincoln, did you? No, I didn't know. I don't know you talking about. So the Clark Rams now 2-1 and one on the season. Uh, we have who this weekend? Mineola. Ooh, Mineola. Another rainy game. Is that true? I, yeah, I got to soak my TV here. I might skip it. I'm kidding. It's the it's Mineola. Are you on the road or are you at home? On the road. Ooh, that's a hot one. All right, well, I have to. Uh, I'm going to your game. I'll be there for the whole game. And then I got to take off the Fox because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hosting the Saturday night show. But uh, I will be there uh, cheering you guys on. But, you know, weather permitting. So like I said, I got, you know, I got a TV look. I'm kidding. Uh, let's talk about your Steelers really quick. So... Are your is your team is anyone on your team trying to date Taylor Swift? No, <laughs> I mean they? I have heard so many things about it. It's it's just annoying. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Are people going to start hating ta- hating Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs? Because this is no, all- not Travis Kelsey, but they get mad at like the networks and stuff. Like when Colorado like won their first game, like their mm-hmm. first three games, no one would shut up about him about Deion Sanders. Yeah, and then they lost a game, and now yeah, this kind of Travis Kelsey drops a touchdown, then. Like, we're done with it. So how many Taylor Swift fans are going to be at the game this weekend, like, cheering for Travis Kelsey to hit a home run? A lot. Because they don't know sports. Come on, Travis. Make a grand flam. Like, no, it's it's baseball, honey. Uh, Are you concerned? Because Taylor Swift gets dumped a lot. Are you concerned that he may dump her and the Swifties are going to wind up canceling the Chiefs logo? I think I think it might happen. <laughs> it's gonna, yo. Travis Kelsey is single handedly gonna take out the Atlanta Braves, the Chicago Blackhawks, Hawks, the Kansas, because the Swifties are gonna go nuts on the internet and they're gonna wipe out all of these Native Americans. That's insensitive. I don't like it. Oh man, uh, I hope it doesn't come to that. But nothing would surprise me. Uh, but do you think anybody on the Clark Rams as we square up against Mineola this weekend? Uh is anybody on the Clark Rams in, have ambitions of dating a girl so popular it'll overshadow the team? No. you got to keep that in check. No. What do they say, bros before hoes? Yeah. That's how they told me to say it at HR. You know, language <laughs> is sensitive these days. They would just say, just say bros before hoes. They didn't say that. Uh, all right, so the Rams go into Mineola. What is the prediction? <sighs> 42-7. You guys? Yeah. Last week you said 44-14. You were close. You got 46 for the Rams, but you didn't let up any points. Mm-hmm. But you're saying the shutout streak is over? I think the backups are going to go on. Oh, well, I got to tell you, your backup showed up last week. They played They played great. Your team was, listen, your team was great last week. They were unbelievable. Coaches were in a good mood. And uh, not only did you beat my team. Uh, slaughtered them. You beat the JV so bad, they called off the varsity game. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that, that was the story. That, 
<laughs> my, my hometown high school got in a little trouble and they canceled their homecoming game. And it's really funny because I was saying to you on the radio, I'm like, nobody parties like division. You'll see. And sure enough, they uh, they partied hard enough to not have a homecoming. <laughs> but listen, in the, in the back of your mind, take some credit. You guys beat their JV 46 nothing. Their varsity might not have wanted this. All right, I know you got to get back to school. What class are you cutting? What's your last class of the day? Uh, math. Ah, oh, math. Stop. What are you, when are you ever going to use math? You got a phone you can do Geometry. on. Geometry. Yeah, I failed math. Look at me now. I'll come and come getting paid in mozzarella sticks Fat, and tequila. happy, and drunk. <laughs> That's enough out of you. All right, happy Friday. Great weekend, everybody. Do not forget to watch the big Saturday show this Saturday night, 10 p.m. I will be in the host chair. Until then, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a Jimmy Phil. You're the worst. Get him out of here. Get him out. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.